0: This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world
1: a friend of mine told me i had to check out this pool america on main street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant
0: today those towers are an astounding display of wealth prestige and engineering first
1: it's impacting everyday americans i am against the train the way it's being done right now. York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper.
0: Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the b one n Hello, hello. Welcome to the World's Best Construction Podcast brought to you by the B1M. We've got a little cracker of an episode coming your way today. I'm Fred Mills. I'm the founder, voice, sexy face, and general all-round genius behind the B1M. I'm saying that sarcastically and in a self-deprecating way in case it's not coming through. I'm slightly conscious people might be like, oh, he's uh, he's confident. He's going to call his podcast the World's Best Construction Podcast and then coming out <laughs> with comments like that. Um, today, guys, I am joined by, as ever, uh, all the way from Sydney, Australia, the B1M's head of content partnerships, Liam Marsh, and just across the other side of a boiling hot London from me, one of our creative producers in charge of podcasting, Luke Bly.
1: Let's start with Liam this week. Hey, how you doing, mate? Hey, mate. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing great, mate. Uh, I am uh, in the process of booking a trip to London as we speak. I'm just sort of planning out. I'm coming over for the month of September. Going to visit the B1M HQ. Uh, do a bit of have a little bit of a holiday Um, yeah so life's good I'm looking forward to getting over there thing is though I forgot since I haven't been in Australia uh, since I haven't been in London how expensive London is I'm trying to book Mm -hmm. a just a self-catered apartment in London or anything on Airbnb and it is ridiculous for the month of September Mm -hmm. at at this rate I'm probably going to be staying in a place out near Luke out in Bloody Margate or wherever you are at Luke
2: <laughs> <laughs> Margate. Yeah, all right, mate. And you're a Margate. Come through. <laughs> through. Margate. Yes, you got a couch. South for me? end. You, I've got a one bed, mate. I've got a one bed, maybe. Ooh. I mean Ooh. maybe. But I'm, 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 ho- I'm hoping to move out at some point because oh. I, I, I'm at that point where space is needed. You know, yeah. I'm like, ah, do you know what? One bedroom. I've loved my one bedroom, though, but yeah, it's mate. needed. Well, either way, mate, we'll have a beer together and we'll absolutely. all have a little group hug. little yeah, podcast group absolutely. hug. It'll be beautiful. Thing wow. of beauty. Could even do couple a live session together.
1: Couple, couple
0: of yeah, things from me. Uh, one, first of all, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Liam, I'm busy for all of September and so is my house. You can't stay with <laughs> me. Um, can we just rewind to Liam's little geography <laughs> lesson here? Because like, like Basildon and Essex... <laughs> <laughs> and Margate and Kent. Like, there's quite a lot of water between the two. <laughs> just to, just a to, just heads up.
1: He yeah, mate, I'm not all. too familiar outside the M25. Um,
2: the M25? Yeah. The M25? M25. <laughs> M25. Yeah. The M25? Yeah. Who oh, calls wow. it that? Who calls it that? It's the M25, I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. Do you know what, though? You, you should have been here on the weekend, mate, because the lionesses brought it home, Ooh, and it was oh, quality. Amazing, it was quality. It was it was really good. London, it was really good. It, it it was. You can tell the game isn't well as supported as the men's game, but it's grown a lot, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like people would – like during the Euros, there were people on my street dancing in the street and going yeah. mental. Whereas in the in for the women's Euros, it's been a bit different. But the sport's just grown that's been really nice to see. Do you know what I mean? Like regardless of, I'll be honest, like, regardless of just who wins it or who's done whatever, it's been really nice to see, um, like we girls and that getting involved in sport and everything. So it's been really good, mate. It's been really mm. good. And that, um, that's a beautiful segue for our topic later. Cause football it is, is we'll played in football. stadiums. I was uh, gonna say, my um, <laughs> It's a big deal. My,
0: my four year old daughter goes to football practice. She loves having a kick around. She is really good fun playing with her in the garden and stuff. And, for her to see the women's football team win the Euros like that mm. on home turf in Wembley, I can't tell you what it does for like uh, you know her her view of role models and uh, you know the fact you can be what you want to be and you can achieve whatever you want to achieve in life. It's uh yeah we sort of take it for granted, but it's actually a really it's a really powerful visual for young kids. So yeah,
2: yeah, been a good week definitely. in that regard. Well, they like pretty much sold out Wembley as well, didn't they? They had like a mad wow. attendance as well, and the vibe just looked different. Like there was a lot more families there, a lot more like mixed, mixed crowd, I'd say. You know, so and that again, it was just nice to see. It was yeah. really, really nice to see, mate. But Fred, what's the crack with you, mate? What's been going down?
0: I've I've not eaten. I've not uh, eaten any reindeers this week. Just to just to oh. confirm to both of you, I've stuck to stuck to normal meat from, uh, from normal places. Uh, mate, mate. It's been it's typical stuff. Mental. We've got some really 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 exciting things happening behind the scenes at B and M at the minute. So we're trying to pivot the main channel to more long form content. We've got a couple of absolutely incredible long form things dropping in August. Another one in September, October. Big one at Christmas. So. That's really exciting. We're doing a lot of work um, traveling and filming for those. It's it's relentless. I uh, had a really good day filming down at Battersea. Actually, two really good days filming down and around Battersea last week in the boiling mm. hot London temperatures. So, um, yeah, it's it's good, mate. Lots happening, exciting times. I'm exhausted as ever, but, yeah, it's great.
2: So the podcast is pretty much the only place where you can have a sneak peek of future B1M content, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. I can't tell you how
0: nice it is to sit down for an hour with you guys, have airplay mode on, and not be interrupted.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> do you know what? I do the same thing. I do the exact same thing. I'm like, yep, sleep mode, bang. No one gets to yeah. call me. No one... Yeah, mate, so good, so good.
0: Mr. Mills is not available. Please leave a message. No. <laughs> so, coming away this week, guys, as I said, a little cracker of an episode. We have got uh, China has reinvented the stadium, which is a video, as you might imagine, on an epic new stadium in China, which came out recently on the B1M a modest little construction project over in saudi arabia not sure if you've seen not sure if you might have you might have picked it up in the news Uh, a 170 kilometer long 500 meter tall mirrored linear city yes it's happening yes it's a thing we're going to chat about that later on then going to come back down to earth with nairobi's central station upgrade we've then got funny comment of the week with Liam marsh and some of your emails let's do it Right, first up this week, guys, we have got the Xi'an International Football Center, which is a new 60,000 seat stadium and football training complex in Xi'an, which is kind of in the middle of China, pretty roughly in the middle of China, um, designed by Zaha Deed Architects. Now, that probably tells you all you need to know. It's Zaha, it's China, it's a stadium, and it looks absolutely epic. What's your guys' kind of first gut reaction to this ridiculously beautiful building?
1: First gut reaction is those visuals are insane. <laughs> the, the renders, you know, I find it's quite tricky to tell what's real and what's a render throughout yeah. the whole video. It's, it's just insane. I also really like the, um, the blend of sort of old meets new. You know, you've got traditional Chinese architecture with this new sort of futuristic design. I think it really, really pairs together well.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's kind of a link to... So the renders were done by uh, a tool called Unreal Engine, which is produced by Epic Games actually, same firm that, that developed uh, Fortnite and other leading games. The gaming engine is used to create uh, renders and graphics by architects as well. Um, and as you say, Liam, like, ridiculous. It's actually impossible to tell at times in this video what's real and what's render, which is a kind of exciting Mm. and scary proposition for the future um but that kind of nod to heritage really comes out of shan being one of china's most historic cities you know it's where the terracotta army is it was the starting point for the silk road so there's a lot of heritage there but yeah it's pretty cool isn't it how they've they've managed to link they've managed to make they've managed to make like a space age looking stadium but also tie in with traditional chinese architecture at the same time uh, only Zaha could do such a thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, well, you've you've hit the nail on the head, mate. Like it's it's a company in a in a uh, house like Zaha Hadid that could pull something like this off. Something that really bridges the old with the new. And this stadium, man, it is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous, and it looks. The perspective of the the, the stadium changes. Depending on what kind of uh, direction you're looking at it from, right? Like, so from the corner, it might look different. The detailings are different from on the corners and on the sides than the front of the stadium. It's all just—it has a lot to offer. It has a lot to yeah. offer. You—you you can tell a lot of um, planning had to go into a structure like this, and the fact that they could use a tool like Unreal Engine, like you said. Fred's um Unreal Engine by Epic Games you know, that's been in like development and in use everywhere and I think I saw a couple comments in in the video mentioning this but I I knew this anyway I wanted to bring this up it is actually the same software used to create a lot of the background imagery have, it, have you guys heard of the volume the volume technology no you, right okay so the volume technology has like replaced green screens and blue screens in like film, oh, yeah, and TV, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's like yeah. can, that's these depth LED the field thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like these LED panels that are in like a massive circle, and you have a camera. But the Unreal Engine will like change the background according to where the camera moves, right? Depending on the perspective, and it, like if you watch season one of the Mandalorian or the new Batman film, it's volume technology is used a lot in that. And again, it's like this software is being used for so many things. And the fact that they can just visualize and bring to life this stadium through a software, it just makes so much sense. And I think we're only going to see like more of this stuff, especially as VR yeah. gets more popular, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, little little sidetrack on that. Uh, epic Games had this London Innovation Lab that I got the chance to go and visit. It's near Tom Court Road, and it's at, well, I can say it's epic for Epic Games. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Like they oh, have one on. of those stages there. It's where they do they've done some filming there for different TV shows and stuff. And they had me like on this stage. And they sort of, sort of show me the demo of how it works, and they could put me. In, in any setting and with the depth of field and the LED screens around the background with all these different cameras around me it could make me look like I was genuinely in that setting and they changed the lighting so that it matches the the setting of where I am whether that's a skyscraper an apartment uh, uh a cave uh, a waterfall you know it was it was absolutely incredible the stuff these guys are doing is is really cutting edge and as you say like it's taking it's taking the tech that's behind gaming that so many people are kind of into and, and would be aware of Fortnite and using it for that that bigger, wider purpose of, yeah, bringing to life architecture and construction. No no longer do we have to mm-hmm. look at a set of two D drawings and kind of imagine what a space might look like. We can actually engage people in designing and being part of the conversation around what their world is going to look like through visuals that make it quite literally real.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When was that? When was that? Was that a pop-up or is that a permanent thing?
0: It is a permanent thing, mate, and it is beautiful. Yeah, free coffee as well. Thanks, guys.
2: (laughs) So they're just there. They're there in, in Tottenham Court Road. Yeah, like I'm that. not
0: gonna say exactly where it is because uh because we've got so many listeners, I wouldn't want to create like a crowd crush or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is it is tucked around right the back of Top Court Road somewhere and uh yeah, very cool. Good nice vibes. Aircon as well, which I tell you I tell you, in London right now is a is a blessing.
2: Do you know what? Yeah. It it's just so hot, mate. It is so hot. What how, how what is temperature 20? what hang on, what, what temperature is it? It's muggy, at the moment mate muggy yeah it's muggy it's like humid let me put in uh it's 27 27
0: today but it's been around high 20s low
2: 30s and very humid and sticky yeah
0: Yeah, no rain
1: that's fair london is a nightmare when it's when it's sticky when it's humid yeah
2: you know all about that mate you know all about that so being sticky in london the weather you know how (laughs) it is (laughs) you just Um, have a fan on your face 24 hours a day don't you you do yeah you do Yeah. yeah because you don't have aircon at home because who has that mm. unless my mate Jake is actually an aircon uh, engineer so he's been busy recently so it does yeah. exist in the uk but um yeah fans mostly fans Liam you you ignored me the other day I was, I was, we were on our group chat and you said, I think in last week's episode, you were like, oh yeah, well I used to live on top of a McDonald's and I was like, right, <laughs> let me, I was trying to figure out what McDonald's you could have lived at and I narrowed it yeah. down to two places in East London. Oh, yeah. Was it one of those two places? Did you see the photos I sent? No, man, I don't, I don't,
1: I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest. Yeah, well, ignore why is him me? that's, what, what, that's
2: proper that's proper
0: story, sorry. Just to, for you to have like narrowed I, down two places he might have lived in London.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you obsessed hard. with him
2: or something? It's not hard. It was like, right, what well, cause what I want to do, I want to go to the McDonald's Liam went to. And he oh, went, mate. no, you can't customize an order. Of yeah, they wouldn't, <laughs> they I don't like, lie. I'm gonna go to the exact <laughs> one Liam's talking this about, and I'm gonna so get customized. <laughs> <laughs> I love how petty this is.
1: <laughs> Please do though. I'll be I'll be there in September. I'll yeah, come gonna, with you,
2: mate. I'll come with you. All right. All right, what? it's happening, mate. It's I happening.
1: Uh, I came
0: into this episode with an ambition not to bring up fast food, and <laughs> I think we've made it just
1: over ten minutes. <laughs> McDonald's is the secret brat. sponsor of the show. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mackie Deeds, if you're listening, we've given you a lot of brand exposure. Come on, guys. Get, yeah. Fling us a sponsorship. Come on. Um, yeah.
1: Back to the stadium, though. I just wanted to, just wanted yeah, to ask... to nice. Thanks, we'll mate. we talk to you guys about say. the actual stadium and the, the the actual project we're talking about. I think it's really cool how they've designed it from being, as a punter, like, what are the key things you look for in a stadium? You know what I mean? Like, if you go to a stadium, you want to be able to see the field at, at any seat, right? You want to be able to get to the the amenities quite easy and you want to be able to um, enter and exit the stadium quite relatively easily, right? And
0: can I throw in alcohol? Because I, I agree that nice view, nice seat, mm. get in and out easily without too much hassle and yeah. proximity to the beer would be one of my oh, beers. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Very, very fair point, mate. Very fair point.
0: Drink responsibly, everyone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, there's a line in there saying that the you can access the stadium via metro and it only takes 30 minutes anywhere in the city. Yeah. That's super convenient. Like, yeah, it is. You know, yeah. There's nothing worse than going to a stadium. You have to find parking for ages. And then when you leave, it's always in the winter. It's always cold and you just sit in your car in traffic for ages.
0: Yeah. Like you say, it's, it's really been designed with the fan experience in mind. So there's, mm. obviously, it's a hard deed. It's, it's a nod to Chinese architecture and it looks like a spaceship at the same time. It's absolutely beautiful. They light it up red at night. Go and look at the renders. It's insane. Um, but the the stuff around how they've designed it for the fans, you know, it's it's got these kind of sweeping forms that protect people from the kind of northern winds that the city is, is quite subjected to. It's got these shaded, planted terraces, these kind of very sort of traditional Chinese-looking terraces that overlook views of the city. They're, the roof's really cool. Um, so this this is already under construction. There's some really good construction shots in the video as well. There's this, this kind of tensioned cable net roof with a translucent membrane over it, um, which is really clever because it's it's lighter than a traditional roof, so it uses less materials than you would normally need to. Uh, but gives a kind of clear overhang. So you get natural light into the stadium. You get sunlight into the stadium, which is pretty key for grass. For anyone who knows, who's tried to grow a bit of grass, you need a bit of sun. Um, <laughs> but also keeps spectators dry in the rain. So it's kind of this... It's it's like they, they looked at what other stadiums have done. They looked at what other architecture have done and then stood on their shoulders and took it forward mm. 10 years. It's... It, it,
2: yeah. Love it. And it's small things like that. Like you said, I think the roof... Um, like, is is a great idea? It's a really, really good idea, especially if you've ever <laughs> been to a stadium, like, and you're well, a, a roof, child. a roof, a roof idea, yeah.
0: What do we need on this building? I, oh, a, roof's just, a I've good never idea.
2: Se- <laughs> I've never seen a roof that's like <laughs> that's kind of transparent that's letting a certain amount of light in, and it's either dark or you're in direct sunlight. Like, there's no happy medium. Whereas something like this is is. Yeah i th- I think it's different. I don't think I've seen this in many other places to be honest, so again it's just a small detail like it's nothing like mind blowing is it but it's a small detail it's a bit and it is that kind of attention to detail that i think makes or breaks a fantastic construction project um and it's 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 clear that this is gonna be a great stadium and it it was being built for um what is it, like the Asian Cup or something like that? Yeah, Football AFC Cup, 23.
0: Right? Although I think the, the hosting of that is is shifting around a bit now, so it might not be in China. Uh, but they've still...
2: I,
1: I think they've, they've announced um, it's not happening, I think.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, the, the China, you might have noticed in the last decade, China have uh, put their name forward rather a few times to host a couple of sporting events here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm sure it will get used for something. Definitely. I think and the other thing to point out is that there's this is a training complex. It's not just the there's a there's a very uh, cool stadium at the beginning, but there's a training complex which is designed to kind of invest in the next generation of footballers and be used by the community, which is yeah, really cool.
2: Yeah, grassroots football. Well, they it says in the video as well, like there's been loads of stadiums built recently in China. And we know like football is a growing sport there. And something that I didn't know that the video covers is that FIFA actually recognises the origins of football in China, mm. you know? So maybe one day it will come home to China, you know? <laughs> Football's <laughs> coming <it's>, home. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, a,
1: there's a lot of pushback um, mm. from that comment from FIFA in the comment section. I think every third yeah. comment is just like, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I,
0: it's crazy to explain uh, to explain this point to people that china has in theory this kind of heritage with football so we say in the video that uh suju which is a chinese game which started some 2300 years ago has been formally acknowledged so from 2004 fifa formally acknowledged that uh football originated with suju in china 2300 years ago um that's that's been uh, that's divided opinion it's fair to say on youtube uh, it's been a, been a bit of pushback um and the allegation is or the the kind of suggestion is that fifa only did that to uh you know pl- please china and enable them to win certain <laughs> football bids um but again that to clarify their allegations they are not substantiated but that's the that's the rumours going about so
2: yeah well, FIFA squeaky clean, mate. So we're all, good. we're all we're all good there. We're all good there. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really matter, does it? Really, like mod, modern football, obviously has its roots in in England, right? But it 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 doesn't really matter. Like the fact that culturally, this kind of sport has been played in China for that long—something that I just didn't know. I had no idea about, and football. As a sport in China, is growing anyway. Like, like in a lot of places, like in the US, football's growing loads. Um, and they've even like, I think it's the, I forget what it's called, like the Chinese, uh, the 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 first division of football. Like they're putting a lot of money into that, and it's a bit like what we said up top, right? If this means that like a lot more kids, you know, boys and girls, whoever, um, have more of a chance to play football because a lot of these stadium projects do that. Right, a lot of these stadium projects can change a city. Um, you know, the Commonwealth Games did that for Manchester. Right, they mm. hosted the Commonwealth Games. What was that like, two thousand four or something? Mm. And Manchester City were over in. This was before they were like a billionaire club, but like they were in like a main road which is falling down. It was a really rundown stadium, and they kind of were given the Commonwealth Games Stadium, the City of Manchester Stadium. And how they've developed that whole area and how they support like grassroots football. You know, and again, that's probably up for debate because it's owned by these huge conglomerate billionaires. But anyway, they they do put a lot of money into the community, they put a lot of money into academy, they put a lot of money into grassroots football. And where that starts is a facility. That starts with a stadium that starts with an infrastructure. And yep. even more recently, we've seen that with West Ham. We've seen that with Tottenham Hotspur, both in London, like improvements as, as, as clubs as they've moved to newer stadiums. And um, it's obvious that this kind of thing is going to improve, right? You and, the, and- um, sorry, Luke, go on. No, no, no. Go on, mate. Go on, mate. No, I was
0: going to say, it's it's the investment, again, the power of construction, but the investment in facilities is... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, an early stage often pays itself back years later. You know, look at the London Olympics, probably I think the most, the most uh, impactful uh, games legacy-wise. You know the the slogan I think yeah. was "Inspire a Generation." You look now at those facilities that have been continually used after the games; they're intrinsic to our kind of Olympic training infrastructure in this country. And you look at how the UK's moved up the medal table and held its own in olympic
2: games since 2012 it's yeah it's incredible it shows it works spot on spot on mate exactly and especially when you look at facilities from other olympics (laughs) you know more recently like rio athens athens if you you can just google these places and they're rotten they're just sitting there rotten and i thought that that's where London really came and mixed it up and went, no, nah, we're going to make this. Because I think that's what they centred it around, right? Like sustainability. Yeah. That was kind of the message behind the games, right? Yeah. I think there's,
0: yeah. a lot of countries have really shied away from the Olympics recently because it is such an expensive, big thing to host. And you can't always draw a straight line to the economic gain that it brings. Um, mm. You know, it's it's basically, it's it's 10 billion for starters. And you might want to go further than that if you're if you're China, <laughs> up to up to forty billion. But that's a lot of money, you know. I think Rio and Athens aren't really great case studies. I think it's why Paris, in particular, Paris twenty four, I think they're building just oh, yeah. one new stadium for that. A lot of it is done very sustainably through existing infrastructure. Um, so the, the kind of leaner, more efficient games now is seems to be what cities are. Same with Brisbane, um, you know, the leaner games is what cities seem to
2: be going for. I was gonna say it's Brisbane after Paris, isn't it? Like twenty twenty eight? Is that no LA. LA twenty eight. Oh, is it LA twenty eight? And then Brisbane's after LA. Thirty two, I think, yeah. I'll yeah. be yeah Oh my an old man days. <laughs> That's like depressing thinking thinking about it like that, isn't it? Yeah. And, and we'll still be podcasting, eh?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Are you excited about the Brisbane games, Liam?
1: Uh yeah, sure, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be oh, anything in. else I'm more excited about, mate. I'll probably be back in that London. Was a, that was a revealing <laughs> response, wasn't it? Just, uh, um, He's gonna be back here, yeah. Man. He's
2: gonna be back in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back in London watching it on TV, mate. Yeah. <sighs> too right, too right. And by then, I think uh on um, and I think it's England, Wales, and Ireland. I don't know if it's Scotland or I don't know who's Bidding precisely, but aren't they meant to be hosting the Euros in a couple of years? I don't know if it's the next one or the one after. Yeah, the Euros be will that. be. Did you like a bit of the football? Yeah. Is that your sport? Yeah, I like football. Or is it like yeah, Aussie sure. football? No, I like I like proper football, I like British football. Ah, so yeah. you yeah. say proper? <laughs> proper, <football. laughs> proper
1: yeah, for- I, I I used to say soccer when I moved there. And now I'm just I don't know. I just I just feel quite American saying soccer. Oh yeah. What, what do what would you call it? You wait, guys in, call in it,
2: it soccer in Australia, right? Uh
1: yeah, they call it soccer here. But they call you've got um AFL, um, which is predominantly pay, played in Victoria. They call that football, right? And then they've got rugby league. Um yeah. which they also call football. So What? Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand. I don't really know what's going on. But um I just call it football here. <laughs> Everyone's just <laughs> like, like, what? I was like, yeah, watch football on the weekend? like, oh, soccer. I'm like, nah.
0: Whatever. Uh, well done for saying a uh, proper football, mate. That definitely might offend Australia or all of our US <laughs> listeners. Um,
1: <laughs> all that ties into my funny comment of the week, actually, which I'll... Uh, oh, oh, save, oh, it, save I know. I had, I had a little look. Later. Same, yeah, did same. you? Um, last man. thing I want to say about
0: this stadium, because we, we, we want to hear your views on this, guys. So email us, podcast at the B1M.com. Let us know what you think of this epic stadium. One cool thing for me is that they used this digital modelling technique to ensure that the view from every single seat, all individual 60,000 seats, was optimised. That's pretty cool, isn't it?
2: That's mad. That is absolutely ridiculous. And this is what I'm saying. Like, that's the kind of attention to detail that I think a lot of stadiums and all sorts of projects could learn from. Mm. Uh, i think it's i think it's great have you
1: ever been great. to the, the theater in london and you um you know when you're booking your seats and it's just like the only seats left are the ones behind the the bloody <laughs> poles and it's like they're <laughs> only like 18 pounds the other ticket's like 80 quid or whatever. and you're just like oh sweet like i remember booking that once and um my partner at the time was just like we got there she's like you you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> did you not look like you can actually see it on the map the poles in front of her I was like, yeah, you'd be pretty. It's, it's
0: pretty bad boring. they even sell those seats, isn't it? Really? Oh, mate,
1: it's ridiculous. You're sitting there just like, your head's like twisting around a corner, just like, you know, trying to watch, like, mm. leaning on the next year.
0: How was the Lion King? Well, it was like a flat white wall, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Let us know what you think. When the Shannon International Football Stadium opens and you listen back to this podcast, if you're one of the 60,000 people there, let us know what the view was like from your seat and whether this uh, digital algorithm thing was any good. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So, awesome news this week, guys. We've got a rather modest little project over in Saudi Arabia, as I said. Uh, So bit of context Saudi Arabia want to put uh, a bit more of economic a bit of an economic boost around the Red Sea around the kind of Red Sea coasts, um, and they're doing that through this massive new last time I checked 500 billion dollar city called Neom and there's a there's a wider development called Neom as part of that there's the Red Sea resort which we've covered a bit on the B1M in the past there is Neom itself and then there is this new thing that's come out this week so we knew they were building a linear city that was 170 kilometers long. Um, and there was like one render of a line across a desert from taking from space. So you could sort of see what it looked like. And then this week, they revealed some renders of what that's going to look like. It's called The Line, very imaginatively, very cleverly named. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> so basically, they're building two skyscrapers, two skyscrapers, 200 meters apart. These skyscrapers are 500 metres tall, which makes them some of the tallest buildings in the world, for starters. They're mirroring them, and then running them for 170 kilometres across the desert, and building new communities, greenery, 15-minute cities, skyscrapers, schools, hospitals, everything you like, in between them, in the desert. I kid you not, it's a real thing. There's renders, there's a CGI video. It's mental. They've started building it.
2: <laughs> what do you guys think of this? They've started?
0: Started, mate. They're, well, there are spades in the ground. There is site being cleared. There is uh, concrete being mixed. Now, oh that's God. obviously yeah. some way from putting up a 500-meter-tall mirrored skyscraper. But,
1: yeah. When is the completion date?
0: Not revealed.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. hmm maybe yeah. not this century. Yeah, of course it's not. Of course yeah. it's not. <laughs> um I've so many questions about it, right? I mean Far away. First up though, it's it's pretty it's a pretty amazing idea of a future city. Like the CGI's next level. And if you can pull it over pull it off, you know, what a mega achievement, right? If you can really pull this off. Um, but I can't but help but think um it's a bit of a prison. You know, I'm kind of getting like, especially right. after COVID, I wouldn't want to live in a community that's only 200 metres wide. You know what I mean? It looks quite constricting. Um, you know, why is it a line? Uh, would birds fly straight into the mirror? Wouldn't sand <laughs> pile up on the outside of it? And <laughs> also, why so haven't they
2: finishing, to finishing Jeddah Tower? I, I was going to say that. Like, I was <laughs> right, actually right. going to say that. What it's a good there? list of
0: questions. Let's let's unpack this bit by bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, my brains is um, going everywhere. There's a bit, yeah, mine too. I was like, I was like, whoa, why, how? Whoa, it looks really good. The the video says that building in a line is a more responsible way of stopping urban sprawl and will protect the environment because we're building on less of the planet, right? Which you sort of follow the logic, but that manifests itself in a 500 meter tall. 170 kilometre long linear city, which is a bit mental. Um, the thing about... So the, the idea is that this is there's 15-minute cities within this. So this concept that everything you need is local to you and you don't go to the other side of the place. So, for example, um, I know this isn't really London, Luke, but you live in Basildon. You've mm-hmm. got your doctors, your supermarket, your school, your place of work... It's all relatively local to you. Yeah, if you want to go to a right. meeting with someone else somewhere or you want to go to the theatre or you want to go to some big event, you might have to travel a bit further for that. But you wouldn't go You wouldn't go the other side of London to go to doctors. That's just mental. You'd go local to you. So the idea with this right. is that there are local communities within the line and then high-speed transportation that could take you from one end to the other if you needed it. Obviously, this completely upends every other type of city in the world, all cities are kind of radial. They they fan out from a centre, whether that's a river or a port or some kind of cultural central landmark. They are all radial. So this is mental, absolutely
2: mental. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the. <laughs> this is
1: We're this speechless. is one of the
2: only. I, no, I I hear you actually and I, I do think it's important to kind of challenge what we know about construction And I feel like that's what this is doing do you know what I mean like it's challenging our idea and our uh, concepts of cities and construction and architecture even but this is one of the few things like I never I you are my architecture and construction friends. I do not have any other friends that are into this stuff, right? Like, So, Ooh, but I got, all oh, friends, oh, I got a message. Friend. I, got, I got a message from my <laughs> mate Callum saying, "I or I think he put it on a group chat, actually, and he was like, what is this? And I'm just like, <laughs> put the image on there. And it was like a news article because he was like, mate, this is like proper sci-fi. And I was like, I know. I don't know what it is with the news lately in construction, but they are leaning way into sci-fi at the moment because this looks <laughs> like something again out of Blade Runner, like or or yeah, basically any like Ridley Scott sci-fi sort of film. This is know, I, this is it. I, I and, hear all um, that. I I, re-
0: hmm. I really like. How bold and different it is, and how it upends everything and challenges our thinking. I think it's—I
2: know what you in mean that regard.
0: It's brilliant. It's—it's it's been on the front of pretty much every newspaper in the world this week because it is such a different way of thinking about something. It's very, very cool. I think my my incredulity comes in when it's like, oh, it's come from a national government and it's happening and it's being funded and it's going to be a real thing. yes yeah, so that's where you kind of go. Ah, so it's not an a level architecture student project. It's like <laughs> this is <laughs> this this is actually happening Do you
2: know what i mean it's uh it it yeah it is odd it's hard to get your mind. Across And what you stand, these are going to be some of the tallest buildings in the world. When I look at the renders, it doesn't immediately look like that. But I think that is because of the length of the rest of the city. It kind of takes away from the height of it. It just looks like something that's that's absolutely mental, doesn't it? It looks absolutely mental. And this is like what Liam said. I had this exact same question. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. Because Saudi Arabia have been building the world's next tallest building for like (laughs) the last 10 years or whatever it is. And they've got kind of a third of the way there and that's it. That's it that, you know, it's just, it's stalled and there's a bit Mm, of cladding on there that looks okay. And that's it. And um, I don't know, mate, I don't know. Like I, I, I would imagine, especially because this is being funded by a national government, that maybe they would finish one of their projects first, something that actually <laughs> you could just press resume on, get everyone back on site, finish that first, mate. Invest in Jeddah, then if if you got like if this if you want this to be part of the game plan then do this later on, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm skeptical about this, mate. Even just looking at it, you're like, how mm. you know what structures could be built to support this? Like, how much concrete would be used to to, well, the, to build we, this? What if you look at it like this, though? Do you think people were saying the same thing
1: when they were talking about um, building Dubai? How it is, you know, back before they had their first skyscraper built in 1979? You know what people would do? Yes, like, I think there are mad. some... Inc- That's not going to yeah. happen, right?
0: There are some ridiculous construction projects in Dubai that, that have to be seen to be believed, like the, the World Islands, which I know have struggled a bit, but still it's an impressive feat of construction. The Palm is mental. Um, the Burj Al Arab Hotel built out on an island man-made island the mm. burj khalifa the tallest building in the world by a country mile you know it is it is an enormous building a remarkable feat of engineering world's deepest pool world's biggest cantilever it's an incredible place and i wonder if a bit of the saudi strategy here is to try and out out dubai dubai if you know what i mean <laughs> mm.
2: i think you're right that, that's literally why they were building the jeddah tower right and then was it only a few months later that Dubai was like, "Oh, we're building the tallest structure in the world—that's like an observation kind of tower—and yeah. which actually Did- looked kind of snazzy, I think." Um, yeah,
0: Dubai Creek Tower. So there was there was a thing where they it, built the they it. built the Burj Khalifa; they had the world's tallest building, still the world's tallest building for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then Saudi Arabia started building the Jeddah Tower because they were like, "Well, we're going to have the tallest building." Then there was. Then Dubai started planning for Dubai Creek Tower, which wasn't really a skyscraper. It was more like an observation tower, but would have been the tallest structure in the world. Like over a kilometre high. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, then there was a some kind of corruption purge in Saudi Arabia, which meant that the funding and the organisers of Jeddah Tower uh, are no longer around. So the project got stopped. Now, I think officially they say it's yeah. still going and they're still working on it. Um, but Obviously, it hasn't budged in a long time. It's it's not going anywhere. So Dubai <laughs> stops Dubai stops Dubai Creek Tower because they're like, oh, well, we don't need to build this now because we've got Burj Khalifa. But the foundations of Dubai Creek Tower are in, kind of like, like a little, little threat to Saudi Arabia. Like, hey, just so you know, we could start this again at any minute if you try and build Jeddah Tower.
2: <laughs> that's unreal, isn't it? Do you think that's mm. a good thing that, like you know, they're competing just for this title. I suppose that's what kind of made New York right at one point. But I don't know. Like, it just seems like you're just building this stuff just to have a title. I suppose, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like there's so many more. It would be based
1: around like tourism and things like that. If you have the world's tallest or the world's deepest, you will attract a lot of tourists because of that, just to come to that.
0: Yeah, there's a thing around, uh, it might look very snazzy to have these kind of landmark buildings, but if that then boosts your economy and helps people in your cities and societies come out of poverty and lead better lives, then yeah, having a ridiculous claim to the world's tallest something or other is actually a good thing. It's not not an entirely lavish waste of resources because it can boost your country, boost your economy and, and do some good things for many people. Um, but I agree. On the surface, there are better ways to spend this kind of money and resources on this
2: planet right now. Right, that's kind of the point I'm getting to, and I, I know that's, um, you know, you're never going to get a perfect solution anywhere, especially when pe- people have interest on 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 making money and developing stuff, you know, and that that kind of needs to happen, but. um, When I look at this, mate, it's just so bizarre. Like, I don't think there's another word for it. It's just bizarre looking at it, looking at the renders and thinking, oh, my days, these these are the world's largest mirrors. These are the world's largest mirrors (laughs) just (laughs) plonked on, like, a desert and kind of reach out into the ocean. You're like, what is going on here? Um, It's interesting. Do you think they'll have, like, dimming...
1: um, material in the mirrors you know what i mean so uh, for example when london what was it when the sun was reflecting off the walkie-talkie and it melted that guy's jaguar you know what i mean that's that's not from a mirror it's it's from the the windows and and, and whatever on the building if you've got a mirror and it you're in the desert and the sun's reflecting onto that that's obviously going to heat up the environment around it um Yeah, like what damage can that do? You know what I mean? It's just like an interesting thing to think about.
0: Yeah, I'd like to think there's some sort of science going into this material, and it's not, they're not just putting (laughs) a a standard bathroom mirror on the side of this in the middle of the desert. Because, like, as you say, some little lizard or some sort of snake coming out of hibernation one day to see the line there just getting absolutely boiled Mm. alive. Mm. yeah
1: yeah yeah so many questions still- how how will it stand up against um you know wind and sandstorms and things like that like i'm sure they've thought about all this stuff but it's just these things just pop into my mind straight away i'm like well how do you how do you keep the dust out of it yeah Thomas i mean was, someone else was saying vacuum cleaners going around <laughs> sucking it up <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> army of people hoovering up sand all day <laughs> yeah mate
1: it probably would be. Well, there you go. You've got a load
2: of jobs. Unemployment. If unemployment's high, then you can go be a hooverer in uh, in where is this? neon City. The Line, sorry. The Line. That, what a stupid name. Maybe, the maybe around the entrance. They'll be,
0: you know, you know I like got the back of a beach, you have those little taps where everyone washes their feet and the, washes the dog and everything and washes all the sand off. Maybe they'll have those like around every entrance. So when you come in, there's just a bloke <laughs> going like, no, no, don't bring sand in here. Just oh, wash man. your feet, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: sounds like Maybe. my mum would you guys would you guys live there sounds like would you guys live there if it was complete and they were like alright come out here and spend 10 years living out here no I think I'd love,
0: love to go and visit um, I can't see myself making a life in Saudi Arabia to be honest but
2: uh, <laughs> <I'm> definitely <laughs> go and check it out yeah I would, I would, I'd visit I don't know if I'd live I mean Have they thought of the important things? You know, is there going to be a comic book shop? Is there (laughs) going to be like a a cinema? Is there a space for like premieres or events? Are there pubs? Probably not pubs. Can I rent a flat above McDonald's? Right. Mm. (laughs) Can you? Can you customize? Can you customize your burger? Can you add a a slice of cheese to your fillet of fish? Yes. Do they serve fish? We, this
0: has uh, lit up our uh, social media this week, as you might imagine. We've had hundreds, if not thousands, of comments on this. Um, engineers asking, yeah, what, what happens if the sand builds up on the, the leeward side or the windward side? You know, there's, there's so many questions that come out of this. Um, but the ones that aren't being asked are the tough ones we're bringing up on this podcast like, can you get a fillet of fish? Will there be
2: McDonald's? Is there going to be a Starbucks? <laughs> yeah. Is there going to have aircon? yeah
0: exactly yeah, important
2: things the dust people at the entrances you know yeah. will they ta- be a there a tap
0: a tap to washing your feet when you walk in you know, little things how like much that will just, they be just... paid so. indeed mm. yeah. <laughs> will they be will they be paid question <laughs> <Gosh laughs> you know. mark um, so guys let us know what you think of this obviously it's everywhere just op- open the internet and you'll see this <laughs> it's, it's kind of won the internet this week move over kim kardashian it's uh it's the line this week let us know what you think uh you probably had a a very kind of detailed architectural review from us all about fast food and it's mental um but yeah if you've got any more if you've got anything deeper to add let us let us know Also this week, guys, coming coming a bit closer to ground from the line, uh, Nairobi is upgrading its famous central station. So this is a new terminal designed by Atkins. We stuck it up on Instagram earlier in the week. Basically, they're taking the main central station and building these two beautiful fan-like timber structures either side to create entrances and a new concourse space. Um, Going to be partly constructed by, by timber, so it's kind of timber clad with some steel in there. Um, inspired by the forms of an African boma enclosure, which is kind of like a defensive, a traditional defensive enclosure uh, in the African continent. Um, Absolutely beautiful. What do you guys think of this?
2: It's absolutely gorgeous. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Again, we're seeing more use of natural materials, um, which I think lends itself to Nairobi in particular, um, I think it's fantastic, mate. The public realm looks great. I think the interiors look great. Um, and natural light as well being let in. You know, it's I, – I don't think there's a lot to dislike about it. And it's colourful too. You know, the use of colour is great. Um, suits Kenya, suits Nairobi, I think. What do you, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I, I agree, mate. I think um, anything inspired by nature and that has timber in it, I really like, you know what I mean? There's Mm. something like calming about it. It looks beautiful. Um, Yeah. Big fan.
0: This is the kind of uh, in-depth architectural analysis you get on this podcast, guys. We're just always like, (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Love it. Build it. (laughs) (laughs) But It's it's what, it's a real conversation.
2: (laughs) I feel attacked. I feel personally attacked. (laughs) I, it's cool this is a
0: real conversation you'd have about we're, the car,
2: isn't it like, yeah it looks we, good we like it i don't know if i yeah <laughs> we're architecture enthusiasts yeah we're not architects we're not engineers you know like i'm I'm looking at this i'm going do you know what this is a bit of me that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking yeah that'd be great i'd love <laughs> i'd love to i'd love to look at that <laughs> you know so yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a good it's a good point because i think genuinely architecture is quite inaccessible and a lot of people are um often talking language around it that's very inaccessible and in a very kind of snooty snobbish way that often tears things down so mm. i know <laughs> we're having a laugh at joke about it but actually having a more frank normal person discussion about this i think is is good sometimes um hello to the snobbish architecture community it probably uh turn their nose up at me right now saying this but that's that's what i think anyway
2: or <laughs> well, me and Liam anyway cuz you usually have to explain stuff to us mate like but that's mm. the dynamic that's the beauty of it is that we have uh, like a an interest in this kind of stuff but and i think a lot of people do a lot of people out there have opinions on structures and have opinions on buildings like and and like how can you not when people go on holiday to city breaks, like the thing they come away with is like, "Oh, it's beautiful." Well, why is it beautiful? Because of the architecture, like, it's so important. People don't always know how to express that. They don't even necessarily know how to articulate it. But we're giving it a go. We're giving it a go. <laughs> and uh, if I look, I tell you what, I can critique it. I can, I can add some criticism about this, this station, if you want. Me, I do have for, a little for, for bit. a bit of
0: balance for a bit of balance Far for, away.
2: for a bit of balance we love full balance we love a bit of balance don't we um <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i uh, what I would say is um from from some of the angles it does look a wee bit like a retail park do you know what I mean like you could imagine just a sign in between the the kind of triangular shape with like farm foods on it or uh, or pets at home <laughs> on the next one. Do you know what I mean? I've like, oh yeah, that's like a new snazzy retail park in Milton Keynes or something. You said so- like
1: the the first picture. I think it kind of looks like a like a car- <laughs> car- carney kind of setup. You've got it kind of looks like a rides, you know, horse rides and things. If you look at the first picture
2: a carny- <laughs> carnival <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What? It's a
1: <laughs> <laughs> It kinda looks That's like that the hero the hero shot. It looks like one of those bloody ho- merry horse go rounds or whatever. There you go, Fred. There's my honest opinion. <laughs> when you take a closer look though, it's stunning. It's beautiful. It looks great. I'd say the interior. The,
0: yeah. the architects at Atkins who spent their life progressing through the architectural <laughs> profession <laughs> to, have, to have their news station in Nairobi referred to as a carousel. And pets home. And uh, pets, pets home. at home. Pets at home. Do they have pets at home in Kenya? What, what kind of pets are they selling in, in Africa?
2: Surely, surely, surely. Oh,
0: yeah, The interior... Different. The, renders the interior are missing is someone walking out with a goldfish. <laughs> <They just fall.
2: laughs> the interior is phenomenal. The interior is great. I I, I just think the exterior is uh maybe a bit ropey from certain angles. Oh, so
0: I, argue, I argue strongly against this. I think the exterior is beautiful. It brings landmark architecture to Nairobi. It's what you want for a station. It, it I get the shopping link, but it has to kind of bridge that link between being retail space public space and a travel destination so i think a lot of stations (laughs) you find kind of do that um i I think it's yeah it's it's understated it's beautiful architecture it's landmark in terms of its setting it will put this station on the map and yeah it creates a sense of scale like i I honestly think it's a good it's a good impressive project yeah kind of thing The go on
1: and no, i was going to say it looks very I like I like how it's very open and it, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a lot of light and it looks very cool because so I can imagine it it'd get quite hot in Nairobi. <laughs> yeah, I think so the, the natural <laughs> ventilation thing is part of the Yeah, definitely. You're right. It looks like You're right, Liam. it does the get, it does get sweep through it. Well, there's nothing worse than a hot train station, is it? Mate? <laughs> so come
2: to London. No, there's, nothing not. there's nothing worse than a hot worse. train station. <laughs> That's true. Of all the true, I'm of sure all we can all relate to that. Yeah, of all the good. things
0: in the world, all the terrible things in the world, there is nothing <laughs> no, worse. Yeah, mate. Nothing worse than a hot train station. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's not. <laughs> you got your bag on, to- you try to go to meetings, you're <laughs> sweaty. That's
2: terrible. Uh, yeah, I like the public realm as well. It, I, yeah. like, I like the space around it. It, lo- it looks. It does look cool. It does look yeah. cool. And and, also, also know, if, in yeah. contrast
0: to our previous building, it's kind of actually feasible. We actually think, oh yeah, they could
2: build this yeah, in a right. few years, and it will look like that. No mirrors. Yeah. Nairobi yeah. is like kind of one of... Um, there's a few cities in Africa that are really like um, pushing to kind of be the main city in Africa. and A lot of people are saying it's going to be an economic boom in Africa, but yeah. Nairobi is always yeah well it is mate it's
0: not not just not just biggest cities in africa i mean africa is seriously punching above its weight now like uh lagos in nigeria is on track to be the world's the world's biggest city um by mid i think mid-century or the end of the century like it is growing at an astonishing rate places like uh nairobi cape town as well like there's there's huge investment going into Africa now, often by uh, other countries. So China, the U S the West are doing a lot of investing in Africa with kind of, you know, mixed results and kind of different intentions Mm -hmm. and different benefits that they might get out of that. But it's, you know, I think there's, there's a huge misconception around Africa in Western culture. Um, Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's not true. Like it is a seriously, uh, it's going through huge economic growth right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really a joy to see, actually. It's really a joy to see. And I, in the older architecture and skyscraper, well, construction forums, um, I always like to have a little look at Nairobi. And there's always stuff going on. There's always stuff going on there. So, yeah, mate. I, <laughs> it is a place if, where people live and things happen, mate, yeah. <laughs> there's always it, stuff I going mean, on in Nairobi. Construction stuff. Construction oh, stuff. You Sorry, yeah, you, you. you know what I mean. And if look, if they want another pets at home, then that's great. Because a growing population, growing economy, they're going to need a lot of pets. And if they want to nip over to farm foods, then, you know, they can do that and get on a train. What's not to love?
0: Indeed. If you work in the marketing team at Pets at Home, get in touch with us because this is the kind of brand exposure <laughs> you need. This is the kind of uh, kind of brand placement you want to get going on in, in your life. <laughs> Uh, now, both these projects are incredible feats of engineering—the kind of thing you might want to enter to the Beale Names <laughs> Construction Story of the Year Awards 2022. Oh, look at that for a transition! Ooh, oh. Three episodes in, and I'm doing transitions like that. Move over, Jeff beautiful, Move beautiful over, mate. segue, mate. Well done. <laughs> Entry's closed on the 26th of August, guys. Uh, we're looking for incredible feats of engineering, amazing uh, projects, incredible inspirational people, inspiring innovations, uh, great initiatives, something cool going on in construction. We've got the awards site, which is part of the b one so kind of look at the b and it's on the homepage there. There's a link through to the awards site where you can submit free to enter the fight the three top three finalists are going to have a little video feature made on each of them we're going to share that video around on the b1m platform so three finalists are going to get a lot of exposure across the b1m uh, and then our fantastic judging panel are going to take a view on the basis of uh, the basis of audience reaction audience engagement what you guys think and their expert view uh, to arrive at an overall winner in november this year so 26th of august is the deadline it's free to enter it's quick and easy get going uh we'd love to see your projects entered anything else to add to that Liam no
1: not really mate <laughs> not it's beautiful it's great go for it <laughs> it's a great competition
2: <laughs> it's a great <laughs> thanks that, uh, I, don't know, that uh, I don't know what you want from good... me I know. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want from me? I don't know what
1: you want from what me. What do you on want this? from me? You just said everything I could say. I
0: would I would expect you to kind of like I I teed it up. I expect you to kinda of like kick it into the net for me a bit, you know, like what <laughs> yeah. Really Go good. On. There's some fantastic things happening in construction. It really is a, a fantastic chance for you to get yeah, some free exposure for the great it, work mate. you're doing. Shine you don't light don't over- on the industry. Yeah. Don't oversell
1: it. You don't don't over-sell it mate. I mean is a part in, in. so... Tail? The entries are piling in, so I don't want too many. We have to sit there and judge them, all, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Great, no, that's, that's the spirit. That's the message. That's Liam's contribution
0: to the message. Don't don't want too many entries, do we? Don't don't pick it up too much. like I'm piling in. <laughs> no. <Nice. laughs> uh, anyway, guys, construction story of the year this year brought to you by the B and M in partnership with the Nemeshek Group. Entries closed twenty sixth of August. I'm saying it again. Head over to BNM.com and get your entries in. We would love to hear from you. Uh, now, on a lighter note, as if we haven't enough, as if we haven't had enough of those already. On a lighter note, we are going over to Liam Marsh Corner for funny comment of the week. What have you got for us, mate?
1: Mate, so we have one from uh, JV. Cold day in hell. Uh, <laughs> no idea, <laughs> no idea what his username means, but he said this. This is on the Sheehan Stadium and, and around your narration, Fred. So, as an American, I could feel part of your soul die when you had to say the word soccer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. They just don't get it, do they? You say, nah. say football and they're like, oh, you mean
1: soccer? Oh, my God. Oh,
2: mate. Soccer. <laughs> it drives me out the wall. Every, every language on the planet calls it football. Like, yeah. Have you seen that post where like, it's football spelled differently and it's all derivative football, American soccer? What does that mean? <laughs> What does it mean? Where what, where does that word come from? What soccer? What? I think the British I don't understand invented the word, right? Uh, look. If they did, they're wrong, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because I'm a Brit doesn't mean that I'm advocating. I, soccer. Oh, you're oh you're, you're talking right. about you're talking about soccer.
0: No, I'm talking about football,
1: mate. I yeah. don't get how they call it American football. I don't understand where where that's come from. It's like, okay, the the Europeans, you call it football. And then the Americans say, okay, we're going to call it American football, but it's not actual football. It's ball in hand. You know what I mean? It's just the guys yeah. with
0: the shoulder, the shoulder pads and the oversized shirts and the helmets. Is that, That's American football, yeah?
1: Yeah. The Super, the it's a great super Bowl. Sport. I quite like it. It's great. But I don't know yeah. why it's called American football. You know? Who, I, might, if, a, I think- who might
2: ask? It does say that the Brits (laughs) coined the term soccer in the late 1800s, to be fair. Oh, wow. Liam's right. So, listen. It's not our fault that we invent stuff. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not all good inventions. (laughs) You know? It's not our fault. My ancestors probably weren't even here then. So, it's all good. It's all good. Fred's were. Guarantee. Mm. The mills. They were running mills up and down the country. <laughs> what does your surname mean, Luke? Bly. Yeah, no, Bly is actually, ironically, Bly is a really old English surname. So, I don't know. It's like it's like Norman or something. Cap- oh. It's a military surname, isn't it? You know, like um, oh. Captain Bly. You had a Captain Bly? Nice. M- Mutiny on the Bounty. Uh, you've heard of it. Okay, I'm his direct descendant.
0: You told me this at the pub and I, I reacted yeah. going,
2: No you're not Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, no I am. Yeah, military family. So blind. Mm. Love So it. you've got so a that-
0: military association. I would probably my family probably works in flour mills across the old English countryside. Uh, with a name like Marshley and where do you think you originated? <laughs> I dunno, mate. Probably Essex. <laughs> I saw you coming. Essex, my way.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: Love it. Love it awesome right. well guys we want to hear what you think about the stuff the issues raised in this video if you've been affected by any of the issues raised please drop <laughs> us an email um, podcast at the B1M.com. let us know about soccer the line uh, the beautiful in my view beautiful Nairobi Central mm. Station and that incredible stadium over in China the Xi'an International Football Centre we want to hear your views anything else you want to send off with guys before we before we go away for another week any last little nuggets from uh, Nuggets from Liam or Luke
1: I was just going to say, make sure you um, enter your project into Construction Story of the Year, guys. It's a it's a great award <laughs> scheme. <laughs> <laughs> and have a great week. Oh,
2: perfect. <laughs> oh I can't I can't do this? <laughs> this is so much. This is so so for a construction podcast. I mean, we just love it, don't we? We love it. Yeah, we love so. it. That's it, it.
0: really. See you next week, guys. See
2: you, guys. (laughs) See you, guys. (laughs) (laughs) See you, pals.